Hello and welcome back to DTO Playbook Podcast. Uh, this is Shane Haas, your host. In this episode, we're going to discuss variation and how it can wreak havoc on running your department. Um, nobody really came out and, and told me when I became DTO that your biggest challenge is going to be change. And that can be change that, that happens during the day. It can be um, when you leave at night, what happens from the time you walk out to the time you come in the next day. Um, but there's a lot of different things, uh, twists and turns that, that can put the uh, monkey wrench into your best laid plans. So learning how to identify and respond to variation or change can make a huge difference as to how smoothly your department runs. And because I was a little bit late to the game in this, I think uh, I probably owe everybody a thank you that was on staff uh, in the early early time period when I became director. Um, because I, I certainly was chasing down other rabbit holes that didn't allow me to keep the department running as smoothly. So uh, I'm a, I love data, so I collected a lot of data and tried to say, can I predict... Um, something as simple as uh, how many admits we might get. Can I predict which day of the week or um, have some kind of like a weatherman, you're kind of looking into the future. Can I have some ability to predict what to expect? And after a few months of trying to do this, I realized that I, I can't predict it. Anytime I think uh, I know, oh, we're going to get this number of admits on this day, it never works out. And then a day where you might be expecting a low number of admits, you end up uh, getting four or five, um, which on a Monday is, is very unusual. So you might see some trends, but you're certainly not going to be able to make predictions that you can staff off of. So after a while, I sat back and said, um, this isn't working out so good. Um, let's switch gears and and see if we can just get really good at at our responses to when we see different changes happen so uh, that's that's variation so there's a lot of and really the longer your director the more you will embrace change and embrace variation um, if, if we look at averages when we try to do things in this job you know staffing to averages and having average budgets if everything stayed in the median or the middle or the average um, our jobs would be pretty simple really um, but things change and they change quickly so being able to skillfully respond to that change is part of what makes being a, a good DTO um, maybe not not that easy, uh, but it certainly makes it more enjoyable when you do a good job. So let's talk about different examples of variation. So you get an idea of, of what what we mean when we look at variation. So uh, examples, and each example could could have an effect on your, your daily schedule to make it more challenging, meaning now you'll have more patient time that you need to cover, or it could make it um, where you the exact opposite you end up with less patient time to cover and now you're going to have heavy staff for that that given day so a couple of examples could be uh, something as simple as a, a staff calling in sick so they you wake up in the morning and and check your phone and you got staff that have called in so depending on if it's inpatient or outpatient um, now you have more 
more minutes and more time that you need to cover for that day. Uh, the difference would be some of your PRN maybe uh, only work an inpatient, they don't work an outpatient. So that's gonna take away some of your options um, in being able to respond to that. But let's talk about examples first and then we'll talk about responses here in a minute. Um, it might be not a full day that they're out, but they might have an appointment or they, they might need to leave uh, unexpectedly in the day because they're not feeling well. Um, they might have car trouble, so they're going to be late coming in or they hit traffic. Um, all of these things are going to create more demand on your schedule uh, because what you thought you had available in staff time has, has suddenly shrunk. So you could wake up and find out that you had an unexpected admission. So you have another evaluation that you need to cover in the day, um, one more than what you planned on uh, when you went home the previous day. Or it might be the exact opposite. Maybe one of the admissions you were expecting to come in didn't come in, and now you end up with extra time, extra capacity, extra therapy time, or therapist time um, that you weren't necessarily planning on the day before. Um, in that same vein, a patient could leave LOA. So they got sick overnight uh, and they had to go to the hospital, but they're not going to be on your caseload the next day. And if you do have outpatient, things like no-shows and cancellations will, will give you open time spots throughout the day that you need to be able to fill to be able to run and stay efficient um, with staffing. You might have patient refusals. So the patient says, uh-uh, not having it, not going to do therapy. But now that therapist needs something else to do in that time spot that they had originally scheduled to actually see a patient. It could be changes in discharge dates. So if the discharge date moves forward and you come in and uh, that patient now is going to leave today, now we have to rush and, and get that discharge uh, prep and FOM scoring done before they head out at whatever time they're going to get picked up that day. It could go the opposite direction. The discharge date could be moved back and now they're going to be on your caseload today when you're expecting to leave and you need to find 180 minutes out of your staff to be able to add that patient onto your caseload. Um, other examples I'll go through uh, a little bit quicker could be just patient appointments. So it's going to restrict their schedule a little bit. There might be set schedules um, where it's a particular time of day or reduced minute count um, just for medical needs, which we call that a modified schedule. And the patient could also have classes during the day, whether it's stroke or ABI classes. Um, they could still impact your day, um, not to mention a medical hold or something like that where um, now this patient is not going to be appropriate to be seen by therapy today because we might actually do them some, some type of harm. So those are examples of variation. Um, and again, being able to spot this, get communication on the variation as quickly as you can will help you put a plan in place sooner. And the sooner you can get a plan going, the less disruptive this is going to be to your department. The converse of that is if you don't have ways to detect and identify and spot variation and change, then your responses are going to be delayed. And the longer those take to get put in place, you have more opportunities for miscommunications, uh, misunderstandings, and ultimately just leads to a, a more chaotic department. So those are examples of variation. And let's dive in next to strategies if you're seeing an increased demand on your schedule. So that would be a staff called in sick. It would be you had an extra evaluation come in that you weren't expecting. But now you have more patient time that you need to cover with the, the therapist that you have in-house. And 
the first strategy would be to look at the the folks that you have in right now and see do I have all my my PTs and OTs at 450 minutes and or do I have my speech therapist at that the caseload of 420 minutes so sometimes they might be at a 390 or 420 so that could give you 30 minutes or an hour back with just one of those therapists so if you look across we typically on any given day will have 12 uh, to 13 PTOTs and speech therapists in-house so we can usually 30 minutes here 60 minutes there be able to make up some good time and fit on an unexpected patient or two uh, the next strategy could be to use a short day so if we have had two uh, long days in the previous weekend and this would be most likely for an admission that was evaluated on Friday Saturday um, and even on Sunday we still need to take a short day during the week at some point to avoid having six long days of therapy um, so we could use a, a short day and a short day instead of what we'd expect to have at 180 minutes for a long day a short day is 60 minutes so that'll give you back two hours of time right there and make it a lot easier and a lot smoother to accommodate a call-in or an extra patient. Um, next strategy could be uh, have your DTO see some patients. Um, routinely, if, uh, if the AM team lead is trying to make adjustments, she knows that she can add up to two hours onto my schedule uh, without any heads up and we'll make it work. Um, I love doing a three-person group, so I'll take, uh, that'll be 180 minutes at that point, three patients for an hour. I'll grab a tech and we'll do um, a three-person group. And that can really help take an hour of my time but end up taking three hours of time off the caseload for the day. Um, you can look at the PRN staff that you already have coming in and ask, are they able to extend and, and stay a little bit longer? Uh, many times they're m more than willing to to help out and chip in for an extra 30 or 60 minutes at the end of their days. Um, if you don't already have a traditional group, that's another strategy is to add your, your typical six-person group. Um, so you have two therapists, a tech, and six patients. And if you weren't already planning to do group, adding that, that six-person group in there can really help save some time in the day and allow you to stretch and cover things you weren't necessarily expecting. Um, from here, it does get a little bit more interesting because you've already used some of the the early strategies and the, the more um, go-to strategies. But if you get to this point and your day still isn't covered, uh, we got to dig a little bit deeper and see if we can come up with some time. So one of the strategies could be instead of a 450-minute day, if a therapist has a lot or a bigger percentage of higher and medium-level patients, maybe they can stretch and, and take three concurrents that day and see 480 minutes. Um, you could look in, in if a patient is partway through their, their third week and they're planning on heading home and uh, they the the timing of it's not going to adversely impact your tier reporting. Um, you could look at the uh, option of giving them a two-hour day on their DC prep day and uh, just as long as it's not going to compromise patient care and they'll still get what they need um, but you could do your DC prep if it's PT and OT an hour each instead of 90 minutes each. Um, but that's not a great strategy but it is something that is there and available if you are getting stretched um, quite a bit. If it's an outpatient and 
you can't find another outpatient therapist to cover that caseload and your inpatient therapists aren't comfortable covering outpatient, then don't just cancel the whole day all at once. Um, most likely your other outpatient therapists are going to get a cancellation in somewhere in there and then they could come over and see that particular patient. So we typically will cancel two to three hours ahead of time so that way we're catching them before they really start getting ready and start to uh, get in the car and come our way. Uh, but then we still have the opportunity to reschedule some of them during the day if other people get cancellations. And I, don't, I, I struggle with some of these to say them because we don't like to do them, but they are strategies that we can utilize. So the next one would be to, if we really have a, a shortage in inpatient, we can cancel outpatient um, appointments and visits and use that outpatient therapist to help cover the inpatient side of the house. Um, we've probably only done that uh, a single digit time since I've been director. Uh, but we've had to do that on occasion to make sure we can get all of our inpatient caseload covered. So we can reschedule those outpatients. It's not necessarily saying, hey, we're taking this visit away from you and you'll never get it back. It's just saying we need to try to fit this in on a different day. Um, not the best customer service, uh, not something you want to make a habit of, but in a jam, it can help get things to work when you're running out of options. Um, if you have a little bit of heads up and you know, hey, I see down the line I got uh, a little bit of a shortage in therapists on one day, you can try to move ETO days or DO days, which we call a day off during the week for working the weekend. Just try to move those around and work with the therapist to say you're, you're just trying to balance that workload out. And many times they're, they're willing and able to change their schedules around a little bit. Um, if it's a weekend, then we have a few options that are kind of weekend unique. Uh, one is to shorten your short days from 60 minutes to 30 minutes, uh, particularly if that patient's already had extra time in the week, uh, then that's a, a strategy you could use to get some time back to, to make things work. Um, you could, instead of giving two long days on the weekend, you could give a long day and a short day on that first weekend, and you won't have that short day to give during the week anymore, but you will be able to make the weekend work out. If you're short one discipline, say like speech therapy, we were short. Um, last weekend we had a, a call in due to a death in the family and we were without a speech therapist on Sunday. So we can do uh, the PT and OT part of the evaluations and still get that 90 minutes in, but then we can push that, that speech therapist part to the third day of admission and get that done Monday morning. So you can move around evals a little bit to help make things work. Uh, and then really the last strategy is to prioritize your 900 minute weeks and rebalance your therapy times. There was a time we had a, a, just a terrible snowstorm and therapists couldn't get in. Um, we were really short staffed. So instead of um, looking at long days and short days, we just said, let's try to get everybody the best that we can 900 minute weeks, however, in whichever way we can make that happen. So that was, um, it, it was helpful in that time and again not not a wonderful strategy but it is something that is available to you if you uh, just get really up against the wall so those are your primary strategies for trying to make things work out a little bit better when you have a increased demand on your schedule and the sooner you can uh, kind of pick a, an approach to use the better uh, get it in place and reduce disruption to your staff now let's take it 
180 degrees the opposite direction. Instead of too many patients and too little staff, let's have too little of patients or too few of patients and too much staff. So what are we gonna do to help right size uh, that situation? So the first strategy would be to go ahead and call off or reduce your PRN hours. Um, they're, they are expendable that way, um, particularly if you're clear and you can communicate with them and let them know why. Say, hey, we had a lot of call-ins and outpatient. I had to give that time to the outpatient therapist to keep them productive. Um, we have kind of a, an unwritten, um, I won't say uh, just kind of standard where if, if unless we talk to that PRN therapist ahead of time, they're going to work a half a day. Um, so if they come in and they have three-fourths of a day and it gets shortened down to a half day, they know ahead of time that that could happen. Um, but we won't shorten them more than half a day, again, unless we talk to them before they came in and said, hey, we really only have a couple of hours. Do you still want to come in? Some PRN therapists live real close by. That's no big deal. Others travel 40, 45 minutes to get here. So coming in for just a couple hours is a bit of a bummer. So we want to make sure we're communicating clearly with them. Uh, but shorten your, your PRN hours is the first strategy. Um, the other strategy would be pick up some patients for extra time. Uh, one of the benchmarks on your tier report is extra time uh, for patients during the week. So if we have more therapy time available and fewer patients, it's a great a great day to pick up some folks for some extra time. It's also a good day to add some co-treats so we can get PT and, and speech in there at the same time and work on standing and attention tasks and balance as they're processing and, and focusing on different things. So it's a great time to add in co-treats. Um, it's a good time to uh, use for mentoring minutes and that's you've got staff that have skills and certifications in certain areas and other staff that are a little bit newer in the fields so it might be good to pair them up for a 30-minute jam session so the, the therapist can uh, spend time with with the other and and kind of transfer some of that skill set and some of that knowledge and that's using time um, to the benefit of the department because if the, the newer therapist or the therapist with less skill uh, ups their game then really everybody wins the patient wins and and certainly we do because outcome scores get better and the, uh, teamwork gets better um, culture gets better so that's a great way to spend some time if you have it um, if you do get to the point where you need to call off a full-time staff maybe it's a huge mismatch and you're already um, don't have any PRNs coming in and it's still just out of line um, you can call off full-time staff just give them an option so give them the option to work the upcoming weekend on Saturday so that way they can switch that day you're calling them off with a with working the weekend and that helps them to save their ETO time ETO is another option they could choose to take a paid day off um, or they can take a day without pay and we run a bit of a random pool here so if you volunteer to uh, flex off then you come out of that random pool what we usually find is we'll end up with about four or five people that aren't gonna ever volunteer to flex off and then we'll just randomly have to pull them out of the hat so to speak and then when we get to the end of the random call-off pool we just reset everything and, and start all over again so uh, a couple other things we didn't talk about, we could use that extra time to do audits. Um, the therapist can do disease specific certification audits for our stroke and ABI program and audit each other's charts. Uh, it's a time we could hold, uh, we've held a staff meeting one time um, 
and we did that from 8.30 to 9 instead of doing it during lunch because census was a little bit low and it was a great time to cover that during probably less traditional hours of doing a staff meeting. Um, we could hold one-on-ones. As a director, we might want to get our staff in here to just kind of see uh, how things are going for uh, the therapists, um, look at any concerns they have, any needs they might have that are going unmet or unvoiced. Um, talk about outcomes, talk about FOM scores, talk about career ladders, establish some goals, outline some projects, uh, but it's a great time to spend with your staff to help develop them and coach them up. You could uh, reduce, another strategy could be to reduce PCT hours. So if our therapists aren't busy, we're gonna do fewer concurrents, um, which will trickle down to the, the PCTs as well. So if we can't keep them productive and busy and engaged, then it's probably time to reduce that, that workload a little bit too. Uh, we typically have two full-time and one PRN PCT during the week. So the PRN PCT is a pretty easy uh, position to, to flex if we need to. And that's really the, the last of the bullet points for decreasing or right-sizing your staff when your caseload is census suddenly drops. So that's variation in, in kind of a, a long, big, uh, gnarly nutshell. Um, it is the lurking uh, boogeyman in the shadows that are waiting there to uh, kind of wreck your days. But if you can shed light on variation and bring it out in the open and go ahead and, and get good plans in place to a, a adjust and adapt and do it quickly your department is going to run very smooth your staff's going to be happy um, and things are just going to go go a lot better for you and your patients and your department so thanks for listening to this episode of dto playbook podcast if you have any questions please reach out i'd be happy to uh, visit with you further on these topics so have a great day thank you bye